What is happening, beautiful people? Welcome to the Almost Perfect Podcast, another solo edition of the show. In case you haven't tuned in in a while, that's the vibe. One week I'm going to do an interview, another week I will just chat to you one-on-one like this. How you living? I hope your week has been as good as mine is. Yes, I've had a good week. That's, I know, surprising, shocking, absolutely shocking. But yeah, times have been, times have not been tough. For at least the last uh, seven days, so <laughs> that's that's pretty rad uh, for me at least. I, I don't know, I don't know how you're doing. I hope I hope it's pretty good too. But yeah, man. So it turns out, you know that whole like little film that we made for the 48-hour film festival called The Sound of Murder, which you can actually check in Durban on the 19th of November. We will let you know. We're doing a little screening party. But yeah, I'll let you know about that. But yeah, we won a bunch of awards for that. Which was a pretty big surprise considering we thought we weren't in contention for the awards. Um, I'm not too sure how it works because yeah, like we were just outside of the 48 hours for the thing. But I think because there was the power outages all around Durban that they extended things or I I don't know how it all works. But either way, I was in Josie uh, chilling with the fam and then got messages that, oh no, Yola won Best Actress. And I was like, what? Oh snap, okay, so we're up for awards. And then I quickly logged into the live stream and then our movie was showing on the live stream and we got to like actually hear people's responses to things like in the crowd, which was pretty rad. Like there's little, there's little like things, little Easter eggs or whatever at the, right at the end and people laughed at that. And yeah, it was cool to see the response. And then we, we won Best Film, like, we we won the best film uh, and the audience choice award so it turns out people kind of liked what we what we put down and i'm fucking stoked man because like we worked really i mean everyone worked hard that's the thing it's uh, awards are always like i'm not i'm not a big awards guy but like it is nice to get the recognition but like everyone worked hard you know and i'm sure like the other films are also quite good but people liked ours and you know, now now it's going to Vilmapalooza over in LA, I think, next year sometime. And it's going to be a part of all the different uh, 24-hour film festival winners from around the world. We'll all be screened together. And yeah, that's pretty cool. We're going to be <laughs> screened at an international film festival. When, you know, we were all just stoked to made the fucking thing, you know, just to get this, to create a film together in a weekend. And yeah, now it's going to be part of an international film festival. And we are going to submit it to other film festivals. Maybe you'll get to see it as part of the Diff short film package. And maybe you'll get to see it at other festivals around Africa and the world. Because I'm definitely going to be pushing that hard. Yeah, just because it's good to have that shit on your CV. And it's also cool for people to see the work that we've created. And while, yeah, like I still like hate certain aspects of it you know like i'm like ah, i wish we could have just done the fucking thing with the thing that i wanted to have done you know like just the fucking uh i don't i don't want to tell you guys the the little bug baby that, that i have but there's like two little things that i thought were quite important that other people didn't and maybe they're not maybe they're not but i i missed it when i watched the final film <laughs> but that's yeah that's part of being a writer some of your shit's just going to be chopped off and yeah, we chatted about this. If you, you know, if you haven't heard, I chatted with Yola Plaiki, who was the director and the actress who won Best Actress as part of it last week. So you can go listen to us discuss that and what the process of creating all of it was like. And yeah, I just, 
I'm stoked, man. I think it's going to... This is an avenue that I've been wanting to move into for a while. I think people who have been listening to the podcast know that like I got into screenwriting probably, what, like two or three years ago now? Uh, just when I was doing uh, The End of the World. So when I was doing that, that's when I kind of started doing screenwriting and stuff. So it's been a while, <laughs> you know, like I've been writing things. I've been... You know, fucking Sheldon Banks and I've been working on this cartoon. Although he's actually working on a cartoon now. Like he's actually a hired scriptwriter for a cartoon. But we've got this project called Super Delinquent Squad that we've worked on together for a while. I've got short films. I've got like movies. Well, not like I don't have full movie scripts necessarily, but I've got like a lot of certain movies written at this point. I've got TV shows written. I've got like a fuckload of stuff that. I've been working on, you know, I've been practicing my skills just on my own in my spare time. And it was fucking rad to get to show people that, hey, I can actually do this thing. And I'm hoping, yeah, I've obviously got to try and put myself, put my foot in the right doors and get my foot in the right doors. But yeah, we'll see if this is an avenue I can pursue as time goes on. It would be, would be quite enjoyable if it is. And what else happened this week? Oh yeah, I did two comedy shows, one in Joburg on Tuesday and one in Durban on Wednesday, which was like, you know, it's a small way of living the dream. It's like, it's just like, you know, the gig on Tuesday was an open mic gig at Jolly Cools. It's Waylene Burkus's gig. And I had a fucking great time. Mojak Lahoko came through and we hung out for a bit. He even jumped on. I saw Dylan Oliphant. Uh, Tatsun Konzo was there for a bit. Who else was there? Tabiso Mshlongo. Fucking Gavin Kelly pulled in at the end. Met some new acts as well that I didn't know about, who you might actually find out about soon uh, on this podcast. I'm going to reach out to some of them because, yeah, I saw some fucking really good acts up in Joburg. And that was a vibe. And then we went across to The Brother Moves On, which was happening at Hull's Kitchen across the road. So that was quite... Quite a cool, like, Joburg Nights, because I booked myself a little Airbnb nearby, because some of you know, my mom stays out Boxburg side, which is like a five or six hundred grand fucking Uber to Melville. So I booked uh, Airbnb, which was a bit cheaper. Not exactly the best Airbnb, like, but it was good enough. Like, the price for what I got was perfect. So, yeah, <laughs> I did that. And then the gig on Wednesday was, like, a proper gig in Durban at Jockick Murphy's, which was hosted by Mangaliso Mshlongo. And that was fucking a really, really great gig. But I'm super stoked because, yeah, on the Tuesday, I practiced some stuff. It was like a nice, lovely, receptive crowd, really cool audience, and got to play around a bit, got to feel comfortable. And then, yeah, like fucking Wednesday, don't want to like toot my own horn too much, but uh, I fucking murked that shit. Fucking killed, murdered, destroyed, fucking... You know, all the words that comedians, like, use after they got, like, a couple laughs at a gig? Nah, son. This was, like, proper, like, oh, shit. Like, they like me. They rarely like me. Like, it was maybe the best response I've had from a crowd that size in my life. Like, the first the first joke I did, like, just hit so hard. It was, like... It just immediately after that, like every, it just flowed, man. Like I just, I told my first joke, which was, it wasn't even like a joke I had written down. Like the first like two to three minutes was all stuff that's like either old stuff or, you know, I just did a little bit of just playing with the crowd using material other people had used like throughout the night and just like 
yeah, touched on that, got the crowd on my side, and from there, told them a bunch of weird and wonderful shit about wanting to start a cult, and they were on board with that, they were on board with the fucking end of the world global warming stuff, they were on board with fucking all the shit talking of Cape Town, they were, <laughs> they were there for it, so I fucking thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed myself on Wednesday, and I, yeah man, like, it's also cool because like, you know, I haven't done too many gigs in Durban and not like a lot of the other Durban comedians have seen me in a while and your O's were like, oh, so we're here now. Okay. You've been writing, haven't you? Because I don't know, like if you saw me at the Winston when I used to like host and fucking have to try and wrangle cats, you know, like busy you know, worrying about promoting the gig, getting everyone there on time, like, all the stresses of, like, putting together a gig, like, got to me, <laughs> like, it definitely didn't allow me the space to perform properly, but now, like, if I could just show up to a gig and do jokes for 20 minutes, ah, that's, you know, that's gonna be pretty fun, because I'm not too stressed about anything else, I can literally just go up there and talk, and it's weird, because, like, I'd actually had, like, a fairly, like, heavy conversation i guess uh beforehand like i won't get into that you'll hear about that like maybe in three years time with my next show that i'm gonna be doing called the king of myopia yeah i've got it's not the end of the world next year and then i've got the king of myopia that's gonna come out the year after and it's kind of cool to have like this little roadmap of like oh yeah because then if i've got jokes that are like about me and how like short-sighted i can be i just put those on that page and if I've got ideas and jokes for, you know, the end of the world, that goes on the other one. So it's been quite cool. It's been pretty interesting. I'm not really working on the King of Myopia. Like, I do try some of the jokes every now and again, depending. You know, like, I use those jokes almost to get the crowd on my side. And then I get into the it's not the end of the world stuff. And, yeah, like, it's an, it's an interesting process. But I'm I'm digging it. I'm just doing my own thing here, you know. Like, I don't know how many other people work shit like this but yeah my friend Nas Hussein who unfortunately tragically passed away during COVID well because of COVID he yeah he once called me the king of myopia and I was like dude that is the name of a show and so yeah I kind of feel a little obligated <laughs> to do that uh, now in honor and memory of him and also yeah just because I think it's a fucking great show name and I think it's a cool concept for a show. Like, you know, just basically just, yeah, how silly and short-sighted I can be. Just all the, all the fuck-ups and foibles and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah, so I had a bit of a heavy conversation <laughs> before the gig, but managed to, yeah, I managed to do the fucking being present shit, being mindful and just, like, yeah, living in the moments and really getting to soak it in and really, really, really just enjoy it. I've been enjoying stand-up comedy since I've been back, man. I've really, like, I had, like, since I've been back, there's literally only been about 10 minutes that I haven't really enjoyed. And that was at the Robson's gig because I didn't have things set up properly to start hosting in that. Like, I didn't do a good job there. And partially because of the same things I was talking about just now, where, like, you know, too much on my plates, too much on my mind and not able to actually focus on the crowd and the room and what I'm doing at that time. So, yeah, still living, still learning, still, you know, like, figuring out how to be the promoter plus comedian thing. 
But when I just get to be a comedian, yo, what a load of fun, man. What a fun fucking time. And it's also just because I am just telling jokes I want to tell, man. That's it. Like, there's nothing I'm doing in my set that's for the crowd necessarily. Like, obviously, I like it isn't that, like, I want people to laugh at it. And I'm trying to structure things. And I'm trying to deliver them in ways that, like, are funny. But, you know, the first thing to me is, like, do I find this funny? Does this represent me? Because a lot of it's silly, man. I don't know. If you've never seen me do comedy, you might not know just, like, how ridiculously silly and fucking like groan inducing some of my jokes can be some of them can be very like oh that's clever i want what you did there and others are like oh fuck you fuck you because <laughs> they're just so silly so yeah i've i've been enjoying it man that's like i guess all i want to tell you like things have just been clicking lately like it feels i've been listening to people's advice you know i've also just i think since the lockdown and stuff since you know watching my grandfather pass away since living with my grand since her stroke since so many things have happened like my perspective on life and like just my approach to everything has shifted so much like i'm just not like i was chatting to neil green like we still whatsapp each other pretty regularly and he's going to be on the podcast again soon very soon actually and yeah we were chatting and i was just like you know it's like i found you know like things work a bit better when i'm not such an antagonistic cunt on stage and i actually try and be a little bit charming and try and be a little bit open and vulnerable and just like yeah share different aspects of myself other than my complete disdain for humanity and i guess it's because i don't have like a complete disdain for humanity anymore you know there's actually a bit of love there i think yeah it's always it's been a weird journey man because like I am still pretty misanthropic like when I log on to the internet, but when I'm hanging out with people one-on-one, -on -one, like that's it, you know, like like individuals hate society as a whole or whatever. I don't know what the actual quote for that is, but that that's that's kind of always been my vibe. But I'm 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 trying, yeah, to have a little less hate in my heart. So I've I've let a lot of it go. A lot of it go. Not all of it, not all of it, but I have, and I feel like it's had a positive effect. And yeah, like I've also just i don't know like things like when yeah getting on stage these days just it's daunting beforehand but like as soon as i get up then as soon as i start talking like it actually just feels comfortable it feels natural it feels like it's what i'm meant to be doing and so i'm really fucking stoked to be at this point because it hasn't always been that way you know it's been like any performer and i don't you know i don't know if it's going to be this way the whole time <laughs> like i don't think like it's always going to be a bit of a roller coaster but I just feel like this period since I've got back on stage has just been so fucking rad, man. Like I've really, really, really enjoyed it. And I'm really looking forward to just developing this material more, writing more jokes, growing more, developing more. And then, yeah, hopefully next year, like touring a proper one man show and getting to live that dream a little bit more. So hopefully see you in the crowd. Uh, either at it's not the end of the world when it comes to your town or at, I might, I might set up some tours a little bit before that just to try and practice material. So we'll see about that. I hear plane prices are going down. So maybe Cape Town next year, I'll see you. But that shit, you're also like, there's like accommodation there is fucking expensive. It's just like, it's such a fucking nightmare trying to actually like tour Cape Town. But we will eventually get there sometime soon in the near future maybe oh yeah and for those of you who want updates on zoe the dog who 
I went to Joburg because of, because my mom, like the vet had said, like, you know, if Zoe didn't get better, that my mom would need to put her down. And well, Zoe got better. So my mom hasn't <laughs> needed to put her down. And yeah, kind of uh, like, yeah, it's, I mean, I'm super happy Zoe's still alive and like my mom didn't have to go through that experience, but you know, I didn't necessarily have to go to Joburg, but also kind of made the most of it. Got to meet up with some people, got to do some comedy, got to chill with my family. I made them like tons of food. Like I like literally just filled their freezer with uh, home cooked meals and that because like my mom works from home. She's a bookkeeper and like, you know, works all day. And then also, you know, looks after my grand. My grand does have a carer during the day, but at night, you know, my mom's got to do all the stuff that comes with, um, uh, you know, someone who is disabled. And yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot of work for her. And it's, a, it's just, she doesn't necessarily eat that well. And she doesn't necessarily look after herself as well as she can because, well, she's busy looking after someone else. So I'm pretty grateful that I got to just at least do that, you know, at least cook some great food for them, some healthy food for them, and just make life a little bit easier for my mom over the next couple of weeks where she can just like pop a container in the microwave or, yeah, do whatever and be able to eat a good meal. So, yeah, while I was a little bit like bummed, I missed out on us at you know winning the awards and just getting to celebrate with the team and stuff like that you know family does come first and i am grateful that i got to spend this time with them and yeah because i mean i don't know how much longer my grand really has left and that's why pretty much any opportunity i get to go to joburg i do take it and yeah i will be back there in december for christmas at least so yeah we'll I'll like, yeah, I don't know what's happening around that time. Maybe I'll see you all at the jaw. Maybe I'll be on a comedy gig, but I know Joburg tends to close down pretty hard around that time. Yeah, so that's that. I guess that's uh, the, the week that was. And with that out the way, it's time to get into the shout outs. Each and every single week, right here on the Almost Perfect Podcast, I give shout-outs to the titular titles tier over at patreon.com forward slash almost perfect. Now, this is a tier. It is a $10 tier, and it is the top tier of uh, patronage that you can subscribe to over at patreon.com forward slash almost perfect. And at that tier, I shout you out. I You get to pick your title, and I shout that out right here on the podcast. I think you know this, but maybe you're new here. And uh, you would like to also hear your name broadcast over the airwaves. It's funny, people like have been emailing me about like doing advertising and stuff like that. And I haven't, like if there's products and stuff that like I think are cool and will work, then yeah, I'll maybe say yes. But alternatively, just literally sign up to, you know, the titular titles tier. You get like it's $10 a month. And then I'll just shout out whatever the thing you want shouted out is. Like do that. But I don't want to fucking read, no copy, I don't want to shove some shitty fucking adverts about some nonsense product that I don't even care about uh, into the front. And then, you know, like, it's just, it's cool. I've got, I've got work, you know, <laughs> like, I, I really do want this to be like a fan supported, listener supported kind of thing. And then obviously, yeah, if there are brands and, you know, fucking funding things that I don't think are ruining the world then yeah maybe i'll work with them but 
we'll, we'll see how that all goes. But it's unnecessary at this point because of the people over at the titular titles tier. So shout outs to Rousseau, the storage clerk of subtle heresies in the Lesser Oberg region. Russell Grant, the Far East correspondent. Neil Green, the key grip. Grant Lemon, the almost perfect hedge fund manager. Vichendra Naidu, the spiritual advisor. Rizvan Chura, our director of purchasing. Julian, our king. Grant Chetty, the assistant to the regional manager. Kath Jenkin, who is the inevitable ruler of the universe. And Queen Swifty. And I know she's been happy this week. Shout out to executive producer Stephen Olivier, and shout out to our benefactor who be anonymous. Shout out to you for listening all the way through to the end. As always, a big thank you to Damien Ruitz for the bed music and for that banging intro you hear each and every single week. And I will catch you on the flip side.